Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm going to be honest. I was in a state. I swung almost daily from incredible optimism about this brand new development, <laughs> this exciting thing, to crippling anxiety. <laughs> I remember. Thankfully, almost 12 months on, the world still stands. The apocalypse hasn't happened. And what is developing is actually a better understanding of the benefits that this tool actually brings. Hello and welcome to The Big Con, the podcast dedicated to demystifying and simplifying the world of strategy, exploring its impact on businesses and individuals who've either harnessed it for success or perhaps missed the mark. I'm Emily, Harvard degree candidate. I am Dale, big business nerd and content aficionado. And we are bringing you in on the con, sharing the valuable lessons from both the failures and triumphs of those who've come before us. And today we've got a little bite-sized piece for you. Dale, you've got a little story for us. A little snack, a little morsel. <laughs> uh, M, this is from, from your pals at the uh, Harvard Business School. Um, they came up with a research study recently. It has a really fun title, which is Navigating the Jagger Technological Frontier Field Experiment Evidence of the Effects of AI on Knowledge, Worker Productivity and quality. I hope we lost no one because yeah. what it actually is, is this really exciting thing around, is AI any good? So right. the robots, I think we've done pretty excellent to navigate a podcast in 2023 that hasn't really delved too much into AI. Yeah. And I thought I would break that streak because <laughs> we need to kind of really talk about it because mm. it's something that's quite happening. And for those who've been living under a rock, AI is here. Mm-hmm. It's been a big theme of this whole year. Late November last year, almost a year ago, OpenAI releases a thing called ChatGPT, and they give it to everyone, mm-hmm. pretty much AI for anyone. You just need an email address. ChatGPT stands for Chat Generative Pre-Trained Transformer, <clears throat> which is pretty much like a super smart computer friend that can have conversations with you. It uses fancy technology to understand what you say and give you really helpful answers. Or you can just chat about it with all different things. And I mean a lot of things. Mm-hmm. It's pretty wild. It's it's bonkers. It's like having a really clever chat buddy on your phone or your computer. The best way to think of it, for anyone who hasn't used it, and if you're not part of the, I think it's 18 million or so, that's 180 million. It's a huge number that signed up for ChatGPT very quickly. The best way to think of it is when you type like an H into your phone and your phone kind of thinks in the background and goes, oh, this is the first word in a sentence. It starts with H. You might be trying to say hello or yeah. hi. And so it starts to suggest things. It's that same kind of idea, except it's on steroids. And instead of suggesting one word, it can write out the entirety of a Harry Potter fan fiction for you. Yeah. It can write out a letter to your team telling them not to cook tuna in the office. <laughs> a delightful poem in the style of Nicki Minaj or much, much more. And I mean a lot more. I use it to generate practice quiz questions. So if I have a quiz for class, Correct. I plug my, all my notes in and say, give me multiple choice questions around these you know, topics. And so I get to practice my multiple choice quizzes. It's awesome. It's really impressive. And to be honest, it's just the beginning. So whatever we have yeah. now 
it's only going to get better. Yeah. And there's lots of diverse things that AI in general can do. And so I'm really only talking about ChatGPT at this point. AI at the moment can create images and really, really good ones that can you can't really tell the difference between stock photos or some mm. very talented artist. Mm. It can create music and much, much more. M, you mentioned your you use it as a bit of a, a test buddy. Is there any yep. other AI examples that you use it for? We had a dinner party and someone used it to create a script in the theme of friends for us all to like read out <laughs> and we had it like our own TV episode for, you know, all the people at the dinner, which was pretty fun. Did it have the canned laughter and was Ross still a creep? (laughs) (laughs) As I mentioned, it's for everyone. And I think that's a really exciting thing about this is that disruption, so much of the disruption is accepting the technology. That bit's already happened. It's more or less been accepted. A lot of people are using it in their day-to-day practice and some have even said they become reliant on it. It's embedded in Microsoft search engine, Bing, which gave Bing a bit of a, a pump up. Uh, AI for all. And all you need to do is enter a prompt. So that prompt might be, as I said, write me some Harry Potter fan fiction, write me a Friends episode. When ChatGPT launched, and I'm going to be honest, I was in a state. I swung almost daily from incredible optimism about this brand new development, (laughs) this exciting thing, to crippling anxiety. (laughs) And I thought it was the end of everything. From (laughs) It was horrendous. And I thought it was from like a professional sense, it was over. Thankfully, almost 12 months on, the world still stands, the apocalypse hasn't happened, and what is developing is actually a proper understanding or a better understanding of the benefits that this tool actually brings. Yeah. So let's talk about this study from your pal at the Harvard Business School. I've titled it AI versus Knowledge Workers, The Dawn of the Horse Robot Man. Trust me, this will make sense. What was the study? They jumped, they put in 758 different consultants from Boston Consulting Group. They put them into three groups. There was group one, which had no AI access, so they didn't give them ChatGPT. Group two had AI access. And then group three, AI access with training. So they were like, listen, this is how you should best use it for this work. These individuals were all assessed on their skill beforehand. I want you to remember this point because this is where the most exciting thing is. And what they were asked to do, they were asked to do consultancy things. They were consulting for a fictitious shoe company, which had them doing something creative, which was come up with 10 new ideas for a shoe in this market, something analytical, segment the footwear industry based on users, mm-hmm. something markety, draft a press release for your new product, mm-hmm. and something persuasive. So send an email to employees about your new product and how good it is. Cool. Any bets, Em? What do you reckon? Um. Okay, here's my thoughts. I think maybe groups one and three did better than group two. And here's my reasoning for that. One, because the first group have open creativity and the third group have knowledge as to how to harness creativity. Whereas the second group, they sort of have this um, tool. They probably feel obliged to use it because they've been given it, but they maybe are not harnessing it properly. But that's just my guess. I like your way of thinking. And there's pockets of rightness in it, <laughs> but overall really incorrect yeah. in general. <laughs> what happened was consultants who used AI finished 12.2% more tasks than those without it uh-huh. and got those tasks completed roughly 25% faster. Okay, amazing. And there was actually minimal change between those who had the training and those without which I think is really interesting. And interesting. for me, that kind of points towards the fact that 
the barrier to entry is quite low. And mm-hmm. if you have a command of the English language, or actually any language, to be honest, mm. it does it is multilingual, yeah. you can work out how to very work quickly what you might need to be able to get from it. Fascinating. Fun fact, what I enjoyed, they used an AI grader um, as well. So um, even through this study, they outsourced some of the work. But the really cool thing is, remember that skill assessment I mentioned? Mm. Well, those who are on the lower end actually got a massive skill upgrade. So those who are a little bit not great at their job, we're all that's got a huge bump. If something is really good at, it's being a skill leveler, particularly in this kind of knowledge workspace. Everyone got a boost. But for those who scored worse in their skill area, they got a 43% increase, which is pretty incredible versus the top end. So the ones who are relatively skilled only got 17%. Still good. They're still, still getting excellent. Think of it like giving a man who is pretty skilled at digging with his hands. Yeah. Giving him an excavator. He's going to know how to use the excavator and he's going to get that kind of that bump up. But the person who doesn't know anything about digging is going to get even better of a bump up because yeah. he's got that excavator. Yeah. That makes I just sense. tried to find different examples than a steam-powered shovel, which was the one that came through. But effectively, that's that's what they're comparing it to. <laughs> it's giving people a, a tool to be able to support them. Now, in the original title that I mentioned at the start in that very droll tone, there was something called the Jagged Frontier. It's pretty much the difference between the task that AI is really good at and the task that it may struggle with. Yeah. Chat GPT in its current state is notoriously bad at math. It can be easily gaslit into thinking one plus one does not equal two, but it's pretty brilliant at IT generation. So the yeah. problem you may have is give me five ideas. It could give you six. And one blog from Ethan Mollick describes it as kind of a wall. There's things that are on one side of the wall, which AI is really great at, and things that are on the other side of the wall that AI is not at all great at. But we're still in that stage of finding out what that is as it goes through. Yeah. And the only thing that I'll comment on that was really interesting is around that um, comment around AI training. What it does create is that a lot of people who are in the AI space, they fall into a bit of an autopilot. And so they might fail to notice mistakes that occur. Yeah. And they might trust in the AI a bit too much, which happens. Yeah. When I was doing practice quizzes, sometimes it would give me a question. I'd say chat GPT. Answers A and C are both correct, and you got that wrong. And they're like, and it's like, oh yeah, sorry, good pickup. And I'm like, dude. Yeah, it's very easy to convince. Yeah. Now, I mentioned horsemen and robots. This is why. A really interesting framework, a model to consider in this, is that through this test came through something called cyborgs and centaurs. And I like this is my takeaway I'm taking from this whole study. And it's a behavior that was interested in how people use this. First, we're going to do a bit of myth. Everyone at home listening knows what a centaur is. It's a half man, half horse. Horse on the bottom, man up top. Cyborg is a human infused robot parts. Bear with me. The centaurs, a conscious and strategic division of labor. Uh-huh. They would operate with a well thought out division, smoothly shifting between what the AI would do and the human tasks and assigning responsibilities according to the strengths of each component. Uh-huh. And then there was the cyborgs who are a little bit more fluid in how they would approach. A bit of a blend between the AI and human. Not so much delegating tasks, but more intertwining. It's a bit more, hey, can you start this sentence for me? What do you think of this idea? How could I make this funnier, smarter, et cetera, et cetera? 
versus those centaurs who would go, this is the task I want you to complete. Here's the instructions. Extra, extra, extra. M. Let's take a deep breath. Take a break. I know your mind's blown. Let's work out whether you think you'd be a centaur or a cyborg. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. M, we're back from the break. And so there's a few school thoughts regarding AI and where it's going to completely revolutionize planet Earth. There's one argument that says, hey, listen, this is just another tool. It's like the hammer. It's like the internet and there's just a phase. We all know how that went. And for those, the internet did revolutionize a lot of industries and disrupt a lot of industries, some for good and some who are no longer in the, I'm looking at you printing press, no longer in business are struggling due to the introduction of the internet. And I think that AI and inventions like ChatGPT will do something similar. Yeah. I think it's the biggest disruption that we've seen, particularly in one of our lifetimes. I think yeah. I was a, I was a I was a baby when the internet came on board. So this is where I'm kind of thinking. Yep. Thoughts. Yeah. Well, I think one of the biggest things that's going to come from this is like an astronomical increase in efficiency, which has its swings and roundabouts. Because like over the industrial revolution, we've increased efficiency a million times over. And we continue to look towards new ways of operating, new ways of working that is going to increase that efficiency. And with that stuff sort of comes burnout and all sorts of other things that we're going to need to be super aware of when we go into using new tools that are so disruptive, as you say, like this. By the same token, like you said, if it is like the internet, if this is where we're going, then you can't afford to not use it because you will fall behind. And so you won't be able to compete in the markets um, because you won't have the same level of ability to attend to your customer as the next guy over there that are using GBT to their, you know, to the fullest and to the most beneficial. Which is, I think, the main school of thought a lot of people take from this is that you're not in a war for your job against a robot. You're in a war for your job against the person who can appropriately use that robot. Yeah. Based on that, what advice would you give to businesses who are thinking about embedding AI into their how they do things? And let's pretend that for a majority of computer-led tasks, which most businesses have yeah. in some capacity, yeah. whether it's a plumber who has to do his finance, his bills or send out his emails, yeah. there's usually going to be an AI for that. Yeah. What kind of advice would you kind of think around that? I don't know. It's a hard one because I'm actually not even going to slightly pretend like I am any, like I'm probably very behind in being able to use chat GPT. I'm often, you're usually the one dragging me along by the ear with all the, all the new things that come out. Whether you like it or not. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, so it's hard for me to be, to, to come up with some advice, but what I will say is I think having someone like you on the team who is extremely interested, like if, if that was my weakness, which I would say that it is. I would want someone around who it isn't and who is genuinely has a, has a thirst for understanding it. And maybe you want to find someone who, who might find that interesting, applying your business 
to this this new technology. You want to find yourself a centaur or a cyborg or whatever it is might um, really, really help you embrace it. It would have been the same thing with the internet. Everyone's got to learn how to use it. Everyone has to interact with it in some way. But in terms of innovating with it, making it the most impactful, you know, having someone on the team who really genuinely wants to do that, I think is a good idea. Excellent advice. And I think the only thing I'd add to that is don't, shiny object syndrome is try to avoid that and trying to make sure that whatever AI tool or whatever you bring in, similar when if you were getting some software or a new vertical in your business is actually providing value that you want to pursue within your business. I think the study highlighted a really important strategic division of labor. So things that AI should do and things that humans should do uh, or can do. And I think that's a probably a good one to consider, particularly your comment around something that someone is weak at or where you might not have a strength in your business currently. It may not be going to seek and putting up a job ad. It may be going, ooh, is there an AI for that? And I'm not the yeah. one to to go, let's let's get rid of all humans first. <laughs> Thoughts on the division of labor between what AI could do and what a human could do? Yeah. I mean, I think that looking at it from a division of labor perspective, if nothing else, might help with job security because <laughs> there will be a panic in terms of people being out of jobs because all of a sudden the AI can do what their job did. So if if we do look at it more like there's a division of labor, so the AI automates things so that we can then focus on things that the AI absolutely cannot see coming, you know, because we are going to, the way that it stands, we can't just say, hey, chat GPT, put together a strategy for my business. It cannot do that right now because if, mm. I mean, it can, but it'll be shit. Like it won't be good. And it goes back to what you said in a previous episode around models and case studies. It's going to be trained on models and case studies. And the main point for that we understood was the infinite variables that it's not going to be aware of. And sure, it may get better at understanding some of those infinite variables, but the very definition of infinite variables is that there is infinite of them. Yes. And so it might take a human to go, chat GPT, this strategy is great, but you haven't considered X, Y, Z factors and what happens if this goes ahead and like blah, blah, blah. So I remember us trying to use it as well for, to write, um, like a summary of of what our podcast is about. And you were like, look at this, it's written a summary. I was like, but that's not what the podcast is about. So it had done this really flashy, amazing job, but it actually hadn't sort of really grasped what what we were trying to do so there's still so many things that need to be ironed out with it however that's not to undersell the extreme value of of this uh this technology so yeah so the iron is coming people are ironing daily and there is there is more evolution beyond what OpenAI is doing in that space so yes we're at the ground level yeah so but yeah i think it's um it's interesting to everyone should be keeping their eye on it. That's for sure. 100%. And right now I'm in a more optimistic space, but ask me tomorrow (laughs) how we might feel. Well, listeners, there you have it. You now understand a little bit more of the con and we hope that you have discovered whether you are a centaur or a cyborg. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the Big Con Podcast. It not only supports us, but means you will get all the latest episodes straight to your device. Not keep all the fun to yourself either. Share the con around. Your mother, your aunt, your best friend's brother. Tell them to check us out on all their favourite podcast apps. For any further details, head over to our website, thebigconsultingagency.com and sign up to the mailing list. 
Bye for now. Thanks, Dale. <laughs> Thank you. I'm a cyborg, by the way. Definitely. 100%. This podcast was recorded on the lands of the Woiwurrung Language Group. Always was, always will be Aboriginal land. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.